I'm Shelley Belanco, Senior Vice President of Business Development here at the Hartman Group, and welcome to the Insatiable Appetite Podcast. Joining me on today's episode is David Feit, our Vice President of Strategic Insights. Hi, everybody. David's here to tell us all about occasion-based market intelligence and specifically occasion-based sampling. At Hartman, we're so passionate about this topic, we even released an article about it uh, last week on our newsletter. And part of our passion for occasion-based insights stems from maintaining our Compass Eating Occasions database for the past decade. The Hartman Group's Compass Eating Occasions database uses a powerful online recall methodology that randomly selects and profiles one to two eating or drinking occasions that a consumer has had in the past 24 hours. And the database includes specifics like day part, location, social composition of the occasion, need states, as well as the items most commonly um, consumed. And then broadly, we also have uh, when and where the items were acquired. And we've been consistently fielding the survey and populating the database um, three times per year. We field it in spring, summer, and fall. And we've been doing that since 2012. And now we've captured over 190,000 adult eating occasions. So I'd say that qualifies us as pretty experienced with occasion-based market intelligence and samples. So David, I've heard you refer to occasions as the dark matter of the food industry. So can you briefly explain the difference between people-based and occasion-based market intelligence before we get into all those juicy details of occasion-based samples? Right. So thank you, Shelley. Um, Yeah. So the most common way to think about the consumer marketplace uh, for food or really for many other products is in terms of people, right? The end users of the product. So people, they could be shoppers. People could be consumers. In other contexts, people are citizens, but they're, you know, we're talking about people. And the other thing, which is what we're talking about here today, are occasions. This could be shopping trips or eating occasions, such as meals or snacks, the stuff we could, we, we've captured in Compass. Um, and those are these moments of time within the lives of people, right? And people and occasions, they're both important, but they're different ways of looking at the drivers of demand for food and beverage. Um, when we're marketing, we can develop brand relationships with with people and we measure the success of those marketing efforts and those brand relationships by by counting the number of people who use our brands or who shop at the stores um, we can ask people questions to um, on surveys to help them to help us understand them what they think of us and what drives their behavior so like maybe five million different people bought my product last year and that's two percent of adults so for a small brand, there's a lot of upsides to grow that from 5 million people up to 100 and X number of people, right? Um, and you can find out that these these brand users, the people who are already using the brand, tend to be 20-something males, so that's maybe a good target to try to get more of. So we've, we've learned about people. And people matter. You know, some of my best friends are people, you know, but they're, they're not all that matters. And just because we can easily wrap our heads around them doesn't mean that they're actually even the most important thing. So the other way to look at food demand is through occasions. Um, and, you know, occasions are very compelling because how much product we're selling is actually much more directly to directly related to the, the number of occasions um, it's consumed on, more than it's related to the number of people during doing the consuming. Like the sales is coming from volume, and that comes from servings, which is coming from occasions. And as we like to say, people eat by occasions. The same person eats differently throughout the day and throughout the week. Uh, so just because we've recruited someone to our brand doesn't mean that they use it all the time or even use it a lot, right? And we can we can measure how often our brand or even our product category is, is present on a certain type of occasion, 
like what share do we have of uh, breakfasts or of afternoon snacks? And maybe just like we found out that our brand users are more likely to be 20 something uh, males, you know, we might find out that uh, uh, our brand share of snacks is greater when nutrition is the top priority, regardless of who the eater happens to be. And so when we look for growth, it may be by capturing more occasions from existing users, a sort of person-based approach, but we're still focusing on occasions there, or by adding more users, even there, we're adding more volume by increasing our usage on occasions. And we do the math on this, there's like 340 million people in the country, and let's say 260 million of those are adults, and each adult eats however many times a day, maybe it's two and a half. You've got this many days in the year, so pretty quickly you've got like 500 billion occasions each year. And marketing intelligence could help you succeed in the universe of people, right? You can measure your reach and your customer satisfaction or whatnot, or it could help you find attractive sources of demand within the 500 billion occasions. And this much larger and I would say more fundamental unit of demand is pretty much invisible <laughs> unless we find some way to illuminate it. And that's why you know, I, I like to think of this as the dark matter of the, the food demand universe. Thank you. Very helpful. Um, David, in the article we released last week about occasion-based market intelligence, you alluded to the trickiness or complexity of occasion-based samples. Can you enlighten our listeners on some of those complexities? Sure. And, you, you know, I, I really, when we're talking about survey sampling, um, we're, we're talking about occasion-based samples. We were talking about survey sampling because this isn't just about watching people's behaviors, which, you know, you can take a sample by watching some random sample of people or, uh, you know, every, every 10 minutes, turn the camera on and see what people are doing. But we want to know why, why they're doing what they're doing. And the easiest thing is first, right? Like the, the food industry, like lots of other industries, like we've already figured out ways to sample trips to the store, right? Shopping trips. And we get feedback about those trips. That trips are a type of occasion. It's not the eating occasion, but it's a, it's a type of occasion. And so when we get people coming out of the store, these are sort of like exit polls where we get people that they come out. Uh, somehow that triggers a, a, an invitation to a survey. We ask questions about what they just did. Uh, and, and, you know, usually you know, it could be on the phone. Um, arguably, the industry has been able to get better and better at that for some applications. You can... If you can use store visits to trigger a survey invitation that's delivered very quickly, you're sometimes in a very good situation. Like you can get a random sample of the trips. You can ask some questions with some reasonable chance of having them recall what they just did, right, and maybe some of the why. And you can tie this to what they actually did because, you know, if you're triggering an offer transaction, you actually you probably have the receipt, You've, uh, and you can tie the databases together between the survey responses and the the sales data or whatever the transaction data was. And so you can connect those two things. And for some applications, that's, that's okay. And that's actually really powerful, but it might not actually be a good sample of the trips that matter because, you know, those are the trips you did get to your store, not the ones you didn't get. So you're not seeing trips to other stores. So it's, it's like, it's a good sample, but with the wrong or not entirely relevant uh, sort of sampling frame. So then instead we're talking about recruiting uh, from a, a general population survey sample, like the kind of research surveys that we do all the time, and we're, but we're capturing a sample of trips from those people. And you still want to get people to answer questions about a very recent trip with all its detail. 
Um, but, but you don't know when you invite someone to a survey, you don't know whether they've just shopped or not. And so people, you know, they shop differently throughout the week. So a good approach is to like, you can't do all your surveying on like a Monday, right? <laughs> Cause then you'd only get Monday trips, um, or Sunday trips from the day before. Uh, so a good approach is you recruit from a demographically reflective sample each day of the week. And from those daily samples, you find people with recent trips and you take a sample of those recent trips somehow. I mean, there's some complexity, but that's the general approach. Uh, but that, that does mean longer fielding periods than a typical market research survey, because you've got to sort of spread out across the days of the week. And you've got daily demographic quotas, which will drive up the cost a little bit too. Um, so that's trips, right? But eating occasions are, you know, sort of, they're even more difficult to, to sample. And they're actually, I mean, it's, it's easy to find a recent one, unlike with shopping trips. I mean, you know, everyone you're inviting to take a survey has just, you know, has, has probably eaten in the past day. And they've, they've certainly probably just eaten um, pretty recently. Uh, but, you know, you don't want to get their most recent eating because the times that people take surveys, uh, are available to take surveys doesn't, you know, that's probably a certain time of day for people. And so that doesn't end up being kind of like a random sample of, of all their eatings. Um, so there's some complexity there, but I mean, I think one of the other difficulties here is that these occasions themselves are not as easy to find as these like, distinct moments. Like you could think of a trip and you know, Oh yeah, I went to the store. Um, but occasions and eating happen so frequently that in the mind of the respondent, they might sort of blend together or be confused with uh, what someone believes they, they kind of tend to do. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you ensure survey respondents are responding about the same thing? Yeah, um, I mean, that's a good question. I guess it may depend on what you mean by the same thing. So we try to take a very culturally informed perspective, which is usually a, a reasonable place to be with food. Uh, we tend to let the consumer respondent define what their, like what their occasion was what their distinct period of eating was. And we know that people have a pretty good idea about breakfast and lunch and dinner and what those kind of are. You know, they can kind of think of those really clearly. And then what comes in between is probably uh, not a meal, but like a drink or a snack. Um, but you can have multiple snacks throughout the afternoon. And we've chosen to account for that and account for those as separate distinct snacks. But that leaves it up to the respondent to say how many snacks there were. Um, and if you had a camera set up in the room and you watched, you might actually see two different people who appear to be doing the same thing, reaching into a bowl of chips in front of them over the course of 90 minutes at the same rate and rhythm. So like two videos side by side, it's like, it looks they're doing the same thing, but your video, like Sam might describe that as one long snack, right? While Sylvia describes it as three snacks or, you know, one person might say they had an early morning snack, but no breakfast while another person says they had a breakfast, but no early morning snack. And maybe their behaviors are actually indistinguishable to an outsider looking in. Um, but these are the choices we're making as researchers. We rely on the respondent to define their own occasions within some framework that we've set up for them. But we think that's okay because what we're concerned with is the why. And each distinct occasion, as the respondent defined it, is going to come with its own intentions. right? So we're very interested in the intentions. And if there's like, they think of it as a distinct thing, there's likely to be um, the possibility of having a distinct set of intentions. But then there's also the issue of, of, of recall. And we want to make sure that while the person is describing the occasion, they're continuing to focus on that one moment in time, right, for themselves, rather than blending things together or, or generalizing. 
Okay, then. Um, more specifically, how do you get respondents to report on an occasion rather than what they typically do? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a really important part of this is like to, to optimize the recall and to op- ultimately get optimized the data quality. Uh, we found that, you know, it ends up being a mix of the sampling process, the questions we're asking, um, like on their way to getting into being assigned to an occasion, and then like what we ask and what they tell us before they're assigned. Um, and then as well as the questions we ask once they're thinking about a specific occasion. So we have to place them in a moment of time, we have to prime their memories and then anchor them in a specific occasion. So like, let me spell this out a little bit further. So first in our surveys, we first have like an enumeration process where we ask them to recall all the times they had something to eat throughout the day. Um, And we're we're capturing the the context along the way, which is actually a very respondent centric way of doing it. Uh, It's like, first I was here at home by myself and then, oh yeah, then I was here with other people. And then I, I came for lunch over here and so on. And then it's only after they've enumerated all these distinct moments that we choose one or two to ask about. And pretty early on, uh, either during the, during the enumeration or as a first step after we assign them, we sort of play things back to them, but also have them commit to something very specific with a short phrase like, okay, so this was um, you were uh, at work uh, in the afternoon and um, like write a phrase for that and they might write something like it was coffee during my meeting with Shelly, or maybe it was like lobster dinner with Lori. Right. Um, and then when we ask them for more detail, we've already had them commit to something. So they're kind of anchored there. Uh, and you know, we actually have tried a few different approaches and it really does make a difference how you lay out the day of eating before you're asking about the detail of a specific occasion. We end up with very different results, um, depending on how we do it. Okay. Um, in your opinion, then, what are the keys to a successful occasion-based sampling project? Yeah, I mean, so the, the best practices here are really a mix of some that are very general, like common to all survey research, and some that are specific to occasion-based sampling, and some that are kind of specific to eating occasion-based sampling. So that like the, the problems to solve in general tend to be similar, like the key problems to solve, whether it's eating or shopping, I mean, first of all, you've got to obtain an appropriate mix of respondents at appropriate times to be able to like have respondents serve as the, the um, informant of, um, uh, of, of the occasions. Then uh, you've got to define the frame for the occasion. So like somehow set up like, okay, what counts as a, what counts as a trip? What ca- is it a visit to the store or is it many change trips, visits together, which is like one shopping, I don't know, commute, right? And then similarly with eating occasions, you know, we've got to sort of define uh, what that is. Um, and then, uh, so there's the obtaining the mix of respondents, there's defining the frame for the occasions. Now, like we're actually already into the, 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 the actual body of the, the questionnaire or the survey. Um, we've got to use tools to encourage accurate and occasion-specific recall. Um, now, uh, we have to use all our knowledge of what we already know from consumers, either based on Maybe we've done some qualitative research, or maybe we've been just researching consumers for the past 20, 30 years, and we know a lot about what tends to drive choice, what their motivations, their emotions, what sorts of locations matter, social settings, et cetera. Um, so there's this sort of like figuring out what the, uh, yeah, what's the content of the content of the survey, how, how we're going to characterize the occasions. And then um, 
one of the key things to characterize with eating occasions is what people ate. And that actually is very hard and complicated. Um, but it's, you know, it's achievable using some, uh, common sense as well as some informed, um, you know, sort of informed by experience. Uh, it's it, like, there's lots of different ways to ask about what they, what they, what someone's eaten. But, um, if you sort of understand what the, the way the respondent thinks about it and what matters to you from a, um, you know, data usage standpoint, you can kind of do a pretty good blend of those. So the, all of those things happen within the questionnaire so far. And then after the questionnaire comes out of field, we have to do a lot of waiting to enable proper estimates. And that's not trivial at all. Um, uh, because we have to rely on the enumeration portion in order to figure out like, okay, so uh, like, for example, if someone says they actually eat um, frequently, we might want to count the response from them more, more than we want to account someone who eats infrequently because we're trying to get a sample of occasions. Right. And then um, more towards the end game here that this is such a messy type of data, right? Um, there's lots and lots of cases, but there's also lots and lots of variables, right? So we need to reduce the complexity. We have to do recoding. Typically segmentation is a very helpful way to reduce the complexity so we can actually understand what's going on. Um, and then developing and socializing the insights. These are, things that are common across not only survey research projects, but just in general, you know, marketing intelligence projects. You've got to, you know, you're going to find new things when you research about occasions. When you're switching the frame, you're going to find some things that are sort of counterintuitive. And so there's always this delicate process of moving from what we know to what we've learned. And that's kind of, you know, another, that's sort of like the final and most important step in the process, you might say, is that, that socializing, that back end. But, you know, the good news, I mean, that sounds really daunting, but the good news is that, like, capturing eating occasions, it's entirely possible. Uh, it just requires uh, discipline, uh, expertise, creativity, and some investment um, of time and resources. And, you know, I, I think the other good news is that it's worth it. Like, uh, our Compass eating occasions data has been, you know, very valuable to us and to our, our clients, other projects that we've done on a more custom basis, um, have been very powerful in uh, helping define and understand uh, new growth opportunities um, on a sort of customized basis. Great. Well, thanks for that summary, David. And I certainly appreciate your deep knowledge of this topic. And I hope our listeners today learned a few things to feel more comfortable incorporating an occasion-based perspective in learning plans. So thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of The Insatiable Appetite. And if you want more information about occasions-based marketing intelligence, please feel free to visit the Hartman Group website and check out our Compass Eating Occasions database. And until next time, stay hungry for insights.